on this episode, driving the millionth 911 plus our ideal winter hacks. <laughs> Brought to you by NineWorks.co.uk, the fastest growing online Porsche community, supported by the NineWorks Marketplace. NineWorks Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, hosted by Lee Sibley, Andy Brooks and Max Newman. NineWorks Radio is carefully produced with special input from experts around the industry and powered by our valued members of the NineWorks Driven Not Hidden Collective. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, from wherever you are listening to Nightmarch Radio on planet Earth. My name is Lee Sibley. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Andy Brooks. Good day, Mr. Sibley. <laughs> and we've got Max Newman on the other end of the line. You How might you need... doing? There we go. There he is. Very good, very good. Oh, so, yeah. gents, I want to start today's podcast by asking you a question. Uh, why does Porsche put the flat six in the back of its 911? I guess to make more room on the inside. Okay, what do you reckon, Andy? To make the ultimate sports park car. Oh, okay, you're both close, <laughs> but just wide, just wide of the mark. The, the answer actually is um, they put the engine in the back so that when you're pushing the car, it keeps your hands warm. <laughs> 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 is this a relation to in relation yeah. to your 996 yeah, yeah. so we, we we found that out i can't somebody messaged me that cracker of a joke by the way on instagram i can't, I can't remember who it was, who was it, the I, can't, I can't remember but 10 bonus points fantastic um yeah so the the car the, we did have a bit of an issue which we'll, we'll talk about uh later on in the episode but i, I guess we're going to be touching base on a, a fantastic Nightmarch road trip that we did this week. Oh, um, fear of missing out. Oh, Randy, <laughs> we'll tell you all about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, we've got some some feedback from those that were on the trip. Uh, we're also discussing the millionth 911. I was very lucky to get some time behind the wheel of yeah. the millionth 911 ever made. It's such a privilege. And, uh, and then we've got some other shenanigans involving the, the Porsche marketplace currently as well. So lots to cover in today's episode. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. Uh, I do want to say as well, great listen last week, gents. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the episode with Carbone, but I enjoyed that. Pavel's a legend, isn't he? He is. He's such a, such a good lad. I, I love him. Top, love top him. guy. Top, yep. top guy. So yeah, another good episode, gents. Very yeah. well done on that. What an interesting fella. So much stuff going around in his head. <laughs> Absolutely. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good, real, um, I don't know, very, yeah, the stuff that they've come out of, out with, all of their products are really kind of different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit off the off the beaten track, which yeah. is cool. I, I remember asking him at Rensport Reunion, and I said, Pavel, you do everything, it seems, everything for every car. How, how have you managed to do all of this so quickly? And his reply was, I'm just hungry. I'm so hungry. He very is, hungry. Yeah. And, and he is, you know, he's got an unbelievable work rate, and, and that's a company that's growing... Uh, very quickly yeah you know so yeah. so what's new gents in the porsche world for you this week winter life with the drop top is new for me okay you uh, well i i thought i saw somewhere you mentioned moisture frost didn't you yeah well on sunday morning we had the first we had quite a heavy frost uh here and um wasn't down what, here mate was it not no well never is it's always 
five degrees more, isn't it, where you guys are? Yeah. But up, but up here, there was a proper heavy frost, and I yeah. wanted to take the Boxster to my uh, spin class. And I've got the car full of those, you know, those um, things that they sell for caravans and that sort of thing, like bags of rice, basically. Oh, you keep them in a caravan to stop it going, um, um, yeah. well, stop moisture. I've got three of those Good in call. my car, and I got in and the thing was bloody full of moisture. Do you place them accordingly? Because obviously you've got, uh, you know, corner waiting and everything to think about here. So <laughs> I don't worry about corner waiting when I'm in the car. Mate. <laughs> if I worry I, too much about that, I'd be slowing it down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am. Well, I'm sorry to hear that uh, it's you've got boxed shenanigans, but I am pleased at least when you said you've got moisture on the inside. I was worried for a minute you were talking about your underpants and not your boxer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pleased. But yeah, so so yeah, how are you going to combat that then, mate? Well, I think I think it might just be a fact of life. Unfortunately, I haven't got climate control, so I've got a, it's got air conditioning, but I've got to adjust it all manually. So I've got to to try and manage the heat inside the car but because i was in a bit of a rush i had to i sort of went old school when you used to wipe the inside of your windscreen of your mini because yeah. it was always misted up and then it dries and you end up with smear marks and oh, i was annoyed God, that, annoyed. T- that takes you back doesn't it it really takes it you does. back i had um, i had a type 3 vw you remember those the variant one yeah. And I, I remember driving to work each day, which was across to Croydon. It'd be a sort of 20 minutes, half an hour journey. And it would only be the last five minutes of that journey that the car would actually <laughs> demist itself. The rest of the time you were mopping the screen, couldn't see out of the thing. So yeah. dangerous. So yeah. you're back back to those days then? Well, mopping yeah, the screen. Maybe. maybe. I mean, I hadn't been using the car very much because, of course, I've been away uh, yeah. in the States. So the car had been sitting, you know, quite a lot. Maybe yeah, that's so the temperatures. Factor. Big, yeah. big, I think so. Your temperatures, core temperature's yeah. gone down, isn't it? To yeah. Zero. So maybe now it's back in regular use. I won't experience it in quite that way again. But it yeah. did make me wonder if, uh, you know, because the boxers are, you know, a great modern, you know, great insulated, you know, it seals really well. I yeah. thought, is, is it just convertible life? You know, full stop. Is there no, I think, a compromise I think you're right aspect? because you haven't used it for a while. Yeah. You sort of, your temperature, really, you haven't got any warmth at all in there. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, those bags, Yeah. if you take those out, pop them on the radiator at home, but also bung them in the microwave, that dries them out to yes. reuse them. Yeah. So it might yeah. be they're and, just saturated. Well, I think that could be a factor because uh, having, you know, I got the car in April and I did buy a couple of those and they've probably been in the car since April. So yeah. I did on Sunday when I got home, I did bung them in the microwave. Yeah. So really they should be back to, yeah, yeah. back to um, full working uh, temperature. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see. But it did, uh, in fact, it made me think back to when I went out with my friend Ed, who's got a 991.2 Targa. We went out for breakfast. Um, and when we came back to his car, it was all misted up. Um, and I thought, ah, oh, Targa life, is it, Ed? Yeah, um, a little bit of dampness. I mean, it did clear very quickly, but maybe there's always a compromise. You know, you take the roof off something. Maybe it's that's just be a what you've got to live with. Yeah. But I we'll want- see. Well, I do wonder with the latest stuff, there's, uh, I don't think it's the main brain, but there's certainly a computer with 986 and I think 987 underneath the passenger seat. And I've always thought, what a peculiar place to put something electronic that's so uh, detrimental to the functioning of that car, you know, in a car with no roof, you know, and a lot of them can turn into bathtubs. Um, It's the same with the 996 as well. I remember when I had to take all my carpeting out when I first bought the car 
Um, and Chris at Right Tune was telling me, you know, it, it causes all sorts of funky things to happen. The lights can start flashing, yeah. windows start dropping. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they've relocated it by the turn of the 981, somewhere a bit more suitable. No, no, I have to think about that on my car as well. I have to watch those um, those drain um, yes. drain channels, drainage yeah. channels to make sure they stay clear so it drains properly. Otherwise, yeah, I'm in that, I'm potentially in that boat. And as you yeah. say, the worst case scenario is that that, um, you know, the electronics under the passenger seat uh, shit themselves and, you know, you're in a whole world of trouble. Yeah. So um, James, James Bullen did say to me, I need to get a, um, I can't remember what wind instrument cleaner it is, but there's, you know, you can get on, on trumpet Amazon, cleaner, sort of it? long, yeah, sort of trumpet cleaner. Yeah. And you can use that to make sure the channels are clear. I need to get them to send me that again because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't got it. But yeah, that's something that's on, that's on my mind for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be all right once you've got your yeah. bags dried out. You'll be fine. I've got plenty of um, plenty of use out of those bags when Sarah had a Brabus Roadster, a <laughs> smart Roadster, yeah, yeah, yeah. and those things leak like a sieve. You, there's so many tricks and things to try and stop them, but you can't. There's, the bags are the only option. So they, they do work, but you just got to keep them recharged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep them recharged in the microwave. So yeah, so, yeah, so that was um, slightly unexpected, slightly frustrating, but I mean, great to be back in the box there. I drove it on Sunday and I drove it yesterday. Um, drove it hard. Had a great time. Nice. Real well, good. I, I remember again when we were stateside and there was a lot of love emanating from Mr. Newman for 997s. Not helped at all, of course, by our visit to Sharkworks. But then we saw this lovely stance 997.2. And uh, I think that really resonated with you, Max. And then on the WhatsApp uh, DNHC group chat this week, I saw you lump in an advert for a car and asking about the company. And I thought he's, he's oh, doing he's... some proper <laughs> yeah. due diligence here. Is he, is he twisting? If so, yeah, I've got to ask the question really. Are you dabbling or? No, I don't think so. That, that, that car has been for sale for quite a long time. Um, so I've been looking at it for quite a long time. And in terms of my criteria that I had a lot of time to think about in the truck whilst we were away, it does. It pretty much ticks the boxes, to be fair. But I, I just don't think it's quite the right time for me. Yeah. Um, and then also on the group, Sakib, I think, pointed out that they cost six hundred thirty-five pounds a year to tax Gentine nine nine sevens. Yes, well, bloody hell! Yeah. <laughs> give me, it's, give it's me the, the quivers. It's the elephant in the room, really, with yeah. the nine nine seven dot twos, because they are a spectacular car for many people. Like the ultimate, really, in terms of providing enough modernity but while also still remaining traditional 911 in in the interior layout and the chassis layout and everything it's a real sweet spot but yeah i don't know why certainly for me there's a mental block i just don't want to pay yeah i've got a huge mental block that that for you know on the tax really you can insure and tax a 996 or or something else for the same sort of money really and it's just a bit of a bit of a block yeah it is a lot of money it is a lot of money it's definitely something you've got to factor in yeah. Uh, well, it's certainly something that I hadn't thought about. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, you know, well, as you know, I always love 997s, but having not been in a 997 for quite a long time, other than leaning through the window of Toby's, um, spending that day at Sharkworks, and I know that's about as good as it gets in 997 terms, you know, you're not going to get any anything more exciting than that, but it did just make me think, oh, God, yeah, that really is great, isn't it? Yeah, um, they've aged so, so beautifully. Nine nine seven dot twos in particular, I just think they're just beautiful. You know, yeah, beautiful. So, beautiful. so we'll we'll see, we'll see. But um, I mean, it's not to the detriment of the uh, Boxster, you know. I, you know, it'd be nice to add, but 
I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I think if I do something, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to switch. Although I am going to something. I am going to do because I um because I did well in the Porsche Club GB Cotswold Region uh, Cotswold Rally pho- ph- photography competition, as we talked about with our friend Nick Taylor yeah. whilst we were in the in the in the states. It looks like my prize for that is going to be a visit to the Porsche Experience Centre. Yeah, so that's, sweet. Pretty, that's pretty exciting. How about you know, that? The, nice the win. Sort of, the sort of classic 90-minute thing where you get to choose. So what I thought I might do, because I have a real curiosity about those 4-litre uh, Boxster Cayman GTSs. Oh, yeah. Um, what I thought I might do is when that comes through and I've got a chance to organise it, I thought I might ask if I can um, if I can have a go in one of those 4-litre GTS uh, Cayman's oh, yeah. or, 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 or Boxster just to see what that's like. Oh, I look yeah, forward to hearing what you think lovely, of that. Lovely, Max. Lovely. Congrats on the competition win as well. It's not, yeah, well done. It's not what you know, hey? It's not what you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, get, he gets that. He's got that prize on his merits oh, no, of photography, no doubt. for no sure. Doubt. Yeah, he got it on merit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, how rude. <laughs> no, I'm only joking, man. I'm only joking. Yeah, very well done on that. When uh, when you said four litre, I thought, oh, he's going to go straight in at RS four litre. Ticks all the boxes. He loves a white 997. <laughs> Why not? Just put a wing on it. Why there not? we go. Why not just go all in, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Andy, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I should blame this on you, really. So I've got back from the US and I've fitted something that, to my car that I wasn't expecting to buy, uh, but you you convinced me it was the right thing to do. So when we were um, at uh, Rensport, there was Jay West. Yes, yes, yes. and uh, I deliberated a lot over whether to buy um, a short shift um, shifter for my car. And in fact, do you know I nearly didn't get one because uh, I actually went back on the Sunday right at the end yeah. and finally made the decision. I think it was probably because um, Mrs. B gave me the... The nod. The nod. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I mean, it was mainly because Mrs. B wasn't with you. No, she was with me. She was. Oh, she, she was. was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it was the Saturday first when Andy and I were there. And yeah. um, I'm in an R room, weren't you, Andy, in the afternoon? Oh, so we went and back R. and, and the, it was closed, basically. The stall had closed. And you said, no, that's it. Fate has told me I'm not going to get it. Yeah. But then, you, yeah, you did go I back had earworms in me. So there was Chris from right... Not, not Chris. Um, what's Chris's dad's name? Tony. Tony, 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 Tony from Right Tune and Mark Sumter, and they were both denounced short shifts on nine one five gearboxes. So I had their earworm in me. Yeah, but I, you know, we'd been there and felt felt it and everything because I had a lovely little setup with a nine oh one gearbox, and you could feel what it felt like. And I was like, yeah, I think this is the right thing for me. So I finally decided yes, and with your help, you sort of said, you know. What, what I can't remember what you're something like we live once or I said, like I'm that. sure there's something if you need you know to justify the spend I'm sure there's something in your garage you could oh, flog that, was it. that, was, that, that yeah, would that make I, up the money yeah. which I had I'd sold some tires okay uh, no some wheels just yeah. the week before yeah and Sarah reminded me of it so there that gave, we go yeah. <laughs> that gave the uh the okay so yeah. that was yeah yeah that was good yeah. um so yeah bought it and I love it fitted it this week okay yeah 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 actually you'll, you'll have to have a go it's outside um and it just feels right it's taken away any flex the standard shifter is quite sort of you know if you were to try and push into gear and it wasn't going you could almost feel everything flexing okay yeah Where yeah. this is like hard it's like okay that's not going into gear i need to double the clutch um so yeah it sounds to me andy like lee's proven to be what a bloody great mate he is and thrown himself under the bus for you here he has basically yeah. taken the heat on this purchase so yeah he's been, yeah yeah he's hacked off about it 
well oh, she was she was never hacked off they, about it it was me internalizing it and yeah yeah, yeah there, 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 there is with. there is a subplot to it which i can't remember if i said on the podcast before so yeah andy and i standing at the, the jay west stand and we're sort of um and it and that's when i'd said i'm sure you some, something you could flog um at home if you want to justify yeah, the expense because it was yeah and there's a the big um, show special it was a show special and and yeah, Andy, your kind of main gripe at the time was saying, you know, it's a lot of money. Sarah was with you in California. You know, I can't really go back with this, you know, 500 quid or whatever it was, a yeah, short yeah. shift or whatever, yeah. really struggling to justify the cost. And then, uh, so you you left it. Obviously, the shop was, it ended up closing. So we said, that's fate. We'll go back. And then we got back to the ranch and uh, Sarah walked in looking very relaxed and calm and happy. And she said she'd had a massage. Oh, and yes. she said... <laughs> I, I said, was it any good? And Sarah said, I think it was the best massage I've ever had in my life. And yeah. I said, that sounds very expensive. expensive. Looked over at you in the corner, <laughs> having elected to not buy it. And you just look crestfallen, you know. So maybe, maybe that helped go back the next day I to get a short shifter, I you know. It yeah. <laughs> and, oh, there's a little bonus out of that as well, buying the... So James, the guy that runs the company, super, yeah. super nice guy. Um, and he's given us a discount code. Amazing. For, for, for DNHC awesome. members. So awesome. yeah, there's a discount code for Jay West. If, you, if you're thinking about getting a shifter, okay, uh, it's good 10% as well. So. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Be, we but maybe we did a little video to, uh, you know, where you can explain in a bit more detail. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we'll be, do that. That'd be cool. But um, yeah. yeah, I guess members can find that on the discount sheet that's on the WhatsApp group. Yes. But that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And we've also got a discount from Carbone as well um, that we would be adding to the discount sheet. And uh, we'll be actively looking for other discount codes as well. Yes. Coming, coming, more coming to you soon. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Great. Great information. Yeah, there, Andy B. Brilliant. Yeah. Very, very good. Very good. Talking of SCs, actually, on uh, Saturday morning, I went over to see oh, yeah, um, Ace graphic designer uh, Hugh Tarpey because um, I'm borrowing his um, his his roof box for my forthcoming trip to Cornwall. Oh yeah, so I had to go over and uh, attach it to the McCann. And in the course of that, we ended up going for a spin in his SC when we were trying to get coffee. So that's the first time I've actually been in, in, in it, in spite of the fact he's had it for years and we've been mates for years. But he was whizzing me up to Tring and round Burko in it. And uh, so there's another bit of air-cooled exposure for me. I bloody hell didn't half enjoy it. It's lovely. Good fun. Real, real good. Yeah, real good. Sounded great. Felt great. You know, Have all you that. been in mine yet? No, I oh, haven't. Bloody hell. Come on. Let's get this sorted. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I didn't drive it. You know, I just didn't. Enjoying myself in the passenger seat, but it's fantastic. Really, really good. There's another little air cooled little little knob thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Knocking really, on your I really, window. Really did enjoy it. Really did enjoy it. Good. Good. Yeah, you need to. You need to do more. Let's get you in mind. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. How about you? Uh so yeah, we're road trip is well, I've well, spent yeah, yeah the, the last week driving and pushing my nine eleven through various <laughs> oh, cities. Let's not down little little <laughs> Little Irish, no, poor thing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll go into it, of course. But yeah, we did uh, the the third Nine Works road trip of the year. Yeah. So you may remember, listeners, that we went around Wales earlier this year. Oh, and you joined for that. That was fantastic. Uh, Still think of that every day. I think it was, it was, it was good. Wasn't a it? Good weekend. It, it was really good. But yeah, look, the, the plan is, as, as we said before, Nine Works. We're not a, a road trip company, but we definitely want to adhere to our mantra of driven not hidden. So yeah. the idea is, we do at least three road trips per year. Uh, one international, 
one or two in the in the UK. And so we did Wales earlier this year. We then also drove to Norway and back. And then the third one was actually going to be up uh, sort of Cumbria way yeah. and, and Northumberland, so the, the top of England for autumn 23. But then when we had Iris on from the Porsche Museum last series, it just really resonated. And we had requests through the Driven Not Hidden Collective. Yeah, everybody wanted to go to the museum, to, to go to Porsche yeah. Platz. Yeah. So we thought, well, why not? It's 75 years of Porsche, 60 years of 911. Let's do it. So in the end, we had 15 cars. Uh, there were 13 911s. There was a 928 from Mike and Don bought along his 981 Boxster. Yeah. So various flavors of, uh, of Porsche metal. And yeah, descended on Porsche Platz. It was a pretty much a, a carbon copy of the 996 route last year. Yeah. So the, to Reims overnight, the D996 to Maloose. Thanks to Paul van der Leyen for telling me how to pronounce that. Oh, by the way. I, I, it's Morehouse. Come on, just call yeah. it Morehouse. <laughs> Let's be English think, about isn't it. Isn't that a character on from The Simpsons? I I've don't know. never called it. I've never heard it called Maloose. Neither so I, but I think that, Paul's it, making that it makes up. Me, oh. It makes me sound yeah. more elegant. What so. do you reckon, Max? Do you reckon it's I reckon, more? I reckon Paul's yanking your chain. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, yeah. Maloose. It, it, it makes me Maloose. sound more ele- elegant, so I'm going for it. So no, we, okay. we, we went to Maloose <laughs> and then to uh, Porsche Platz by the Black Forest. And then again, our friends at the Museum of, of Let Us Park uh, outside the front of the museum for the afternoon yeah. and had a look around the museum and everything else. So really, really cool. And I have to say it was... A brilliant four days, not without incident and not without adversity. Uh, I said on my Instagram. All on your shoulders. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, again, look, this you're just is... Just that, you're just bringing the drama, weren't you? I think so. It would I have think, been a boring trip without I, that. I think Little Irish gave the group gifts in different ways, you yeah. know. But again, it's kind of like, it's how we deal with things as a group. And that's where personalities come to the fore, I think, you know. Yeah. As I said, we're not a road trip company. It's not just, well... It's not gone to plan. We're having to, you know, twist from the schedule. What do we do? Well, the beauty of it is we make a group decision. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had uh, a fantastic first day uh, piddling through northern France, ended up with a sunset shoot at Reims. Yeah, that looked and, cool. And the grandstand, which was excellent. But you're not allowed to stop anymore, are you? Well, you alle- get, you allegedly. along. Allegedly, yeah, there is, there is exactly that. So we did, um, I mean, again, you know, you can't be inconspicuous with 15 cars. Yeah. And uh, so we're having some nice photographs and whatnot. Our lovely friends in the local gendarme did pop along and it was funny. So we'd had all the cars parked up and we were all over the other side of the road taking pictures with a grandstand in the background. We saw the gendarme coming and uh, they, to be honest, they were good as gold, actually. Uh, But what was funny is they then uh, put the siren on, just just like blipped it for like two seconds, if that. And it just caused this like Le Mans style start (laughs) where everybody ran across the road and got run over the cars (laughs) and then Foxtrot Oscar pretty quickly. And um, yeah, the the, the gendarme were killing themselves, laughing, just like watching these like crazy Brits basically do this Le Mans start. So... It was all extremely good natured yeah. and again comes down to the characters in the group, which one of the funniest incidents for me and what I will say is for the listeners at home, all of the drivers certainly from the trip have recorded a little voice note with their like best memory and funniest oh, memory. Nice. We'll play those so at the end. We'll lump yeah, them in yeah. on the end if that's yeah, okay. Nice, yeah. And definitely, definitely encourage you to have a listen. But I, I feel like they're... Uh, the trip got off to the best possible start when we'd got off the train in Calais. Yeah. And that really was the first time the whole group had got together. Cause yeah. some people had flexi plus, some people got on the earlier train, whatever. So we've met at the, the services just the other side of Calais 
Guy Feltham's managed to organise some uh, YouTube spotters or whatever it is, Instagram spotters. <laughs> you got you got all these kiddies taking pictures of all these cars. There's the, you know our 15 uh, strong UK contingent is so queuing funny. up to use the pump alongside everybody else who's just got off the train, yeah. including yeah. an Italian gentleman or a gentleman in an Italian registered Macan. Yeah, and uh, you have to go in and pay first in France, don't you? Yes, and yeah. that tends to be the way forward before you can fill up. So Andy Bowers, is, he's next in line with a Macan behind. He's crept forward. And with the tank being in the, or the fuel filler being in the front of the 911, yeah. rather than at the back, I guess to the everyman and woman looking on, you'd think he's perhaps not pulled up to the pump yeah. as much as another sure. car. So he's pulled up, got out, gone in to pay. Meanwhile, Mr. Macan has thought, well, I don't know, you know, here's my chance basically. And has driven round him <laughs> and he's backing up to the... Yeah to the pump and then Andy Bowers has seen it he's come bowling out of the he's come bowling out of the shop screaming across the forecourt excusey excusey <laughs> clicking his fingers excusey and then as, as basically said to the guy you know do you mind Poxtra Oscar basically and uh, we were all just on the floor basically on the floor so this Mr. McCann has had to vacate the spot that he'd uh, taken through unfair gains yeah. and joined the back of the queue and it, and it was just for the rest of the trip everyone that was that was the buzzword excusey excusey <laughs> so yeah andy you're you're such a legend for telling it like it is and you were polite I, I have to say um but yeah that kind of started the started the, the trip off really in the best possible way so yeah we did we did reams and then things was that planned the sunset timing it was yes oh, so it well was done. it was very well planned i'd like yeah. to i'd like yeah. to think but no it was it was um yeah the perfect perfect setting uh to finish day one then day two was was fantastic we did the d996 which as we've said before on this podcast is a brilliant road drops you down into dijon so where does that start um are you just trying to get me to pronounce funny names again yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's a little a little way after reams okay. basically yeah um it does actually go all the way down to the south of France if you want to follow it, but yeah. it, it'll basically drop you into Dijon. So if you're uh, from a Brit or uh, Northwest European perspective, you can go to Dijon, swing east from there and, and head off to yeah. uh, Porsche Platz or the Alps, wherever. Sure. Definitely worth doing. And as I've said before, shows that you don't need a mountain pass to have a spectacular road, yeah. you know. And oh, uh, I'm imagining it like some of the whale, the Wales roads that we drove in the summer. There's some real sort of sweepy, you know, far sighted roads. Yeah. So yeah. you're not necessarily hairpins and stuff like that. It's more you're getting in the rhythm of the road, that sort of driving. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you're driving it from north to south, which is the way I would recommend, yeah. it starts with really long, fast flowing roads, incredibly well sighted. And yeah. you'll do well to see oncoming traffic. And then by the end of it, it's so kind of left, right, up, down, roller coaster. Yeah. The cambers always seem to work in your favour. It's a little bit bumpy in places. So that yeah. kind of reminds me um, a little bit like the Nürburgring at times mm -hmm. and, and where, you know, there is a bit of an intensity to it. It's, uh, yeah, you know, a little bit of that reminds me of a little bit of like the Isle of Man in places as well. Yeah. Um, certainly in like the, the mountain region. But again, this is kind of, it's not, it's not high up particularly. Just a splendid road. You know, if, if, you, if you listen to this, I implore you, you have to get out and drive it. It's superb. But uh, we... it takes you to Dijon as well, which is a fantastic place. I love Dijon. Mm. Grand. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with, I was leading the pack and Guy Felton was behind. 
and uh, Ali, the photographer, was with me. We pushed on because we wanted to gap the pack a little bit to get some pictures of everybody. Yeah. Um, but it, it it didn't quite happen. I think, uh, well, there's rumours going around that Guy's GT3 might be a Tiptronic. So... <laughs> Uh, which he won't mind me saying, bless him. But no, it was, it was, he, he did a stellar job of leading everyone while we, we kind of tried to push on. Any case, we stopped at a hairpin where everybody could kind of gather around again. I turned my car off. It was a very hot day. It was like early 30 yeah, degrees, yeah. ludicrous for October. Yeah. Left the car for 15 minutes. And then we were, Ali was getting some pictures of everyone going around these corners. I started my car to, to do that. It started and it, I was in first gear just crawling along and the revs died and wouldn't restart. And, and therein was the start of the problem. Two hours sitting at the side of the road, nothing happening, try as we might. It was, it was trying to tick over. It just wasn't firing. The fuel pump was clearly working. You could smell the fuel. But for whatever reason, it just, you know, wasn't, it wasn't happening. Yeah. But in a weird way, gents, it could possibly be one of my favorites the wrong thing but certainly most memorable part of the trip because i'm no mechanic right but i just took a bit of a step back and i did say to people i uh yeah i'm just going to call recovery i don't know what the problem is but it was amazing to see of the 15 porsches there were 22 people there who 36 hours prior had not met had not met and yet everybody is mucking in first of all pushing the car out of the sun into the shade and out of harm's way on the road off away from the road but people are lending like time and knowledge but also tools and resources uh, batteries jump leads fuses other people were then lending food and drink when it became clear nothing was going to work and i'd have to call recovery so it was a real great effort and again i was sort of just took a little bit of a step back from this it was actually when I was on the phone to the recovery lot and just watching the group. And again, it was this group of what were strangers a day or so before just showing like exemplary teamwork skills, you know, communication yeah. comms, leadership. No one was getting the hump. Nobody was trying to impose themselves. I know more than you about how this should be. It was Good just teamwork. It's just teamwork. And yeah. I and I did think, you know, bloody hell, what an absolutely spectacular set of human beings. I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by yeah. on this trip, genuinely, you know, and it wasn't a problem to me. I I I ideally would have liked to have not put the car on a flatbed. Um but we'd have continued the trip. It, you know, no one's died, so it wouldn't have been the end of the world. So that was really special, boys, to be honest. How many, how many handprints have you got on the little Irish? Loads. And do you know what? It's still, you can see outside the house now, there's still loads all over that car, you know. You've all got the over. fingerprints of everybody. You could incriminate them. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So the, the car is off to right tune tomorrow for the guys to have a look. Um, and again, where we're kind of fault finding as a team, and this is the royal we here, because again, I was pretty bone idle. We think it could be a crank sensor, but I'll keep people updated. Any case, after two hours and, and with recovery, they were going to call me back with a, a, an ETA. Somebody just cranked the car over. Now it had got pretty cool and it fired into life. And I have to say, again, the cheer from 22 people when that car fired up was <laughs> people cared. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Genuinely, people yeah. cared. So that was nice. So we got in the car, we cracked on, got to Maloose. <laughs> and um, Mulhouse. Yes, we had, there, there was an issue. The hotel we were staying in, it, I'd called up previously and said, have you got parking? Secured parkings. It just said parking on the website. And they said, yep, yep, we've got it. We've got it. But they didn't tell us that to enter the car park, 
you had to basically be a four by four. There was no <laughs> way the cars were getting down there. So we had to find another place to park. And while we were all kind of sitting around clogging up Maloose, that's when my car just got super hot again. Don't forget, it was really hot that day and it died. So to, to cut a long story short here, the other guys rightfully went off and found uh, the car park and got settled. Um, I had to deal with the car. So it was just Ali and I at this time pulled over in the middle of what, like this Maloose High Street, basically. Genuinely, there were people hanging out the windows from the flats above having a cigarette and laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> Which, fair play, I'd have been doing exactly the same. I'd have been doing exactly the same. But uh, yeah, there were a couple of kids standing by watching us. And Ali was in the car, photographer Ali was in the car steering. And myself and these two kiddies pushed the car just to the side of the road out of harm's way, which was epic. And then Owen had called through and Owen, I've at last managed to pronounce your name correctly from <laughs> Owen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, um, he'd messaged on the group, said, I found this car park meet here. So the pin said it was one full mile away and where my car wasn't starting. I thought, well, let's push it. So unbelievably, guys, uh, Mike Bickle stopped. Uh, to give a hand and did not moan once when pushing this car with Ali and I a full mile through the streets of Maloose, through traffic. Through the roundabouts. Honestly, like you can imagine the scene, you know, someone in, in at night driving to this roundabout and then all of a sudden you can just see this green car being pushed around the roundabout, hazards going and the three blokes, you know, sticking their arms up left or right to indicate which <laughs> way they were going. Um, it, the only thing, cause we, you know, we only stopped for the trams cause the, the trams, they don't dodge anything, do no, they, you no. know, but otherwise we just kept on trucking because we were pushing it and we were saying everyone else has got brakes. Just keep going. Did you have Use to go up hill at all? Is it a, a slight hill at one stage, God, but otherwise lucky. it was fairly flat. So we were lucky. Yeah. yeah. There was a, a bit where we had a chance to, um, to roll the car. I jumped in it at the time, tried to crank it and no luck, but it at least gave us 30 seconds respite. But the three of us were puffing seriously by the end of that. And again, like, I mean, Mike Bickle for that and for, for um, yeah, showing a nine in, in his 928, showing a GT3, a clean pair of heels. You know, those two reasons he won driver of the trip, you know. But again, just <laughs> no complaining, just kept pushing, which was, was superb. Um, Ali Cusick again did, did a fair bit of pushing and I'm pretty sure he's going to dine out on it for the next 10 years, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it was, it, it just made the... It made the trip. And again, so for the last 300 yards, there was an uphill section. The rest of the group that had parked up, some came to help us do the pushing. And Mark and Jack Jordan were part of the group. Tremendous father and son pairing. And uh, Jack jumped in Little Irish and did the steering while we all pushed it. And it came to light that that was Jack's first uh, public road driving of a Porsche 911. <laughs> 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 he was pushing the car. But again, we'd love to see the CCTV from the car park of just like six people pushing this car driving up to the ticket barrier the driver taking the ticket and the <laughs> gate going up it. and then us pushing oh, it through brilliant so it was good and then yeah so the, the moral of the story is we left it overnight the car did start the next day it was nice and cool and we drove straight to porsche platz the other guys did stop for a coffee in the black forest but all 15 cars took it, did took it easy yeah, yeah yeah you know that's it ambled there in, in little irish and, and all 15 cars did make it to porsche platz and as I said earlier in the podcast, did it go 100% to plan? No, but the uh, trials and tribulations and the adversities did give us new gems in terms of getting to know each other. Simon, who came on the trip, again, 
I'd met him the night before because he and John stayed here at my house, actually. Simon diving in the back, taking the car to, to bits to have a look at bits and pieces. He was spot on. And, and he rightfully pointed out when the car was stopped, it was the first time everybody had to come together with one focus. Yeah. Which was to try and work out what the bloody hell was going, going on with on, this yeah. Yeah. little Irish. Bin. That's the, but that's the thing with these road trips. It normally is the sort of, you know, the... The, the time when something breaks down or, yeah, or yeah. Oh yeah, something happens. That's when everybody, yeah. I've done a few road trips over the years. I've done some old banger rallies and that was, you know, they were full of <laughs> breakdowns. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Always you'd, helping people out. You'd rather, you'd rather it didn't happen, of course, but it, it you know, it, it becomes a part of the trip. You yeah, know, yeah. And it's, it's and the how stories. You, yeah. It's how you deal with it. Yeah. And, and again, Memories. you know, we'd said to people, please crack on. We'd booked a lovely restaurant for that evening. Please get to it. But people were happy to hang and, and it was just fantastic community spirit. And yeah, you know, someone said to us later on in, in the bar, you know, you've had a few niggles with that car. Would you ever sell it? I mean, of course people know I never would, but I've said, well, considering I've been all around Wales in it this year, been to Norway and back and then done another 1500 miles through Europe, well, 1,499 with one mile pushed. Yeah. I've probably driven that car more miles outside of England this year than In a, majority, yeah. I would say, of, of people have just done generally okay, miles yeah. in their 911. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, and also I've done really is I've, it's had an oil change. It needed, um, I needed an air fuel filler uh, fix. So I had a leak at the start of the year. I had an ignition switch that I needed to get fixed. And then now maybe a crank sensor by the sound yeah. of it. It's 25 years old, that car, 140k on the clock. I, I I'd still chalk it up as a bit of a win, so. Yeah, yeah, all good. Um, yeah, so that was great. And then fantastic to have Tony Hatter join us for the last night as well over a bit of steak. Lovely. That was really cool. That was really cool. So, yeah, that was that was it. So, uh, again, uh, hold how on. Was, how was the museum? Any change, big changes there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it changed since last year, as it, yeah. uh, as it often does. Um, yeah, Iris has, and, and the team there have done a fantastic job of putting something together again that, that incorporates everybody's level of knowledge of Porsche so whether you're kind of a real novice or, or a, a diehard geek really there's something yeah. there for everybody a lot of transaxle stuff in there at the moment is there which was quite yeah. cool um some really cool I saw prototypes. my favorites still there I don't think they take that one out which, which one's the, that the orange 74 no RSR. it was yeah oh. yeah that was Ali's favorite I think as was well. it yeah oh, yeah that was cool they had um they had a 19, it was a 1981 930 Turbo 4x4 Cabriolet oh. prototype. Oh, wow. It was a bit, bit of a mouthful. But as we know, that car didn't actually reach production until the 996 Turbo in 2001. Yeah. But so, I guess a lot of prototype parts for the 964 four-wheel yes. drive system and that sort yes. of thing. Yes, and, yeah. and, and like the roof system for what would become the 911 Cabriolet in, in, in 82. And, yeah. and yeah, so... That was that was really cool. That had their Ferry Porsche signature like stitched into the headrests. Mm. Um, so you know that was cool, and some other trinkets. But yeah, you know, you know the score. If you've not been, you've got to got to get over there. It's a fantastic yep. place, fantastic building. So um, yeah, really good. We went back the next day, and uh, everyone else from the road trip they went home. Yeah, and Ali and I stayed on. We had some business there. One of which was driving the millionth nine eleven. Oh yeah. Which was just the most unbelievable Which privilege. Which is obviously for me. very relevant. It was working. Irish green that was working. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have yeah. driven it home. I could have. I'd have loved to. It's done ten thousand kilometres. That car. Okay. You wouldn't. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. But it. Um, I remember actually when I saw it in the museum, and it didn't look used. 
but it had patina on it so yes. it had a few stone chips and yeah you know, yeah bits behind the rear the arches and stuff exactly like that. that yes yeah, yeah. which so, is nice to see definitely driven not hidden right yeah. so that that car uh, i think it was the end of 2017 or 18 i actually can't remember now that was when the, the millionth 911 was produced and, and the, the guys at Porsche thought, well, there's clearly some scope here for some marketing. So the idea was, and I've done a video on it, it will be out soon, but they wanted to recreate one of Ferry Porsche's company cars from way back in the early 1960s, which was Irish Green. And um, they then took the car, when it was built as the millionth 911, it joined in in 2018 with what was then the company's 70 Yara global celebration. So it's yeah. been driven around China, uh, east and west coast of the States. Oh, well Kyle Fortune, who we've had on the podcast, he's driven it around Scotland. So it's been around, you know, yeah. which again, yeah. fantastic. Um, but yeah, so the, the honor to drive that around its home in Porsche Platz was incredibly special, particularly for me because, yes, I love 911s from a personal point of view, but that car has also given me a career. For the last 12 years and, and driving that around my two thoughts were you know very Porsche could have sat at these traffic lights in the 1960s in his own Irish green 911 and and you know here I am in in a car owned by the company doing the same thing yeah. so that was special but then also I was thinking about the people I'd met over the last 12 years and the, the cool drives and experience I've been lucky enough to have all through this conduit of a of a car so it's quite emotional to be honest with mm. you mm. Really cool. How long did you get to drive it for? Uh, we had it for the day. Oh, wow. Which was, Fantastic. yeah, amazing. And again, you know, I do, I need to thank uh, Jan Luca, um, Astrid, Iris, and, and the whole team at the Porsche Museum for allowing me anywhere near that car. Yeah. Um, it was driven up the hill at Goodwood this year, but I believe prior to that, it hadn't turned a wheel in 18 months. There was a sensor, I think, that needed to just be sorted on the car uh, prior to me using it. That was it. But like, it felt so it smelt like a brand new car inside yeah. still and was so tight and on the button it, you know there was n absolutely no squeaks and rattles yeah. nothing everything yeah. was perfect you know so it's irish green on the outside it's got a few trinkets on the outside a few silver yeah a few yeah around. a few like silver bits like the handle i think to mimic the the chrome handles from yeah. back in the day wing mirrors. wing mirrors the um window surrounds as well again to to mimic the early short wheelbase 911 on the inside had houndstooth seat centers and a wood dash and trim, yeah. which usually I would find that absolutely gopping, but just worked so wonderfully. And it was this harmonious um, synchronization, really, of old materials put into a modern car in just the right way. way. It, yeah. If you'd have it had that and the green dials from the early car again, if you'd have just taken, oh, with the, like, the uh, chrome look, bezels around all yeah. the clocks if you'd have just had one of them in that car it wouldn't have worked it would have looked yeah. a bit odd but with the wood and the green um and the chrome it was just the perfect i think uh, homage to an early 911 right you know in the mm, most so where, where have they put the wood then have they put the wood like um you would if you optioned like the carbon interior pack yes. say so is, is it along the doors and round on the dash and uh, Yes. Yeah, okay so it's that sort of exactly that, sort of that. Thing. okay and and round the steering wheel as well from like okay. yeah. Uh, yeah 10 till 2 and 4 till 8 those were like wood inserts yeah. with like that leather quarter to Got three it. scenario you know okay yeah. um, so just just to help people as well in their mind's eyes so this is a this is a 991.2 carrera 
Isn't that's the that, that's the base car. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a nine on one point two Carrera S uh, with Carrera the, S, okay. with with the power kit. I've discovered okay. um, as well. So yeah, four hundred and fifty horsepower. The, the power kit comes from exclusive. Um, so it's a bit like a special color and special interior sixtieth. Yes, yeah, I guess so in a way. Well, fifty fifth, I guess at the time. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was just you know it was a uh, the the millionth nine eleven paying homage to those early cars Ooh, and the yeah. original, you know. And again, what I found was interesting is uh, it didn't have a sunroof, so it was it was specced with purpose, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it would have been easy to put a sunroof on it because it's another asset of the car, right? But it yeah. didn't have a sunroof and it didn't have sports seats. Okay. Uh, but again, in those early cars that, you know, you had sofas very much yeah, as yeah, Max, yeah. as you would say, you know, so had yeah. sofas, not sports seats. So like really cleverly and meticulously specced. Yeah. Um, and the wheels, they were five spoke. They were, again, a, a, a homage to the yeah. Fuchs wheel without it being a, okay. a, an actual Fuchs wheel. So when wheel. I said 60th, I actually meant 50th. Okay, right. I so see what like you mean. it's like taking a 50th and... Yeah, I think, yeah, inspired sort of by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there, there were different... I mean, yeah, there, there were some subtle differences, but I sure. get what you're saying, Andy, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're, the wheels, the guys were saying um, there were only two 911s in the world with this set of wheels on. It was this car, and then they made another 991.2 as a homage to that chassis 57 they found and, oh, and, yeah. and restored. So they are, you know, they're not one offs, they're yeah, two offs. Yeah. And then they handed me the keys and said, uh, off Don't you go. Don't curb it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I thought, <laughs> oh my God, you know, well, you should never have told me that. Or maybe they should, but, um, so yeah, that was, that was super special guys. I have to say really cool. And what was funny is we had the two cars next to each other because my car, and again, I discussed this in a lot more it's detail in the there, video. It? <laughs> lucky it got there, definitely. That's half the reason I said I'm limping it to Stuttgart. <laughs> I'm going to push you know, it. Over. I'm going to push it to Stuttgart. You know, Ali would have been on the floor. But um, that that millionth nine eleven was a big reason behind why I painted my car Irish green. Yeah. You know, so it was lovely to have the two cars there on Porsche Platz. It drew a lot of attention with the two together. Yeah, and it was quite funny. It was quite awkward, but. The 996 was kind of getting the lion's share of like the yeah. the gramming and everything else. So, I mean, some people just I don't think they realise what the millionth car was. If yeah. they'd have known, yeah, it would have yeah. been completely the other way around, of course. But one guy did come up to us and um, I, he, I think he was working for Bosch. He didn't have a Porsche top on. But he said, can I get a picture of me with the millionth? So I, I took his camera, got the picture of him standing next to that car. And he just kept looking at it. I said, do you know it? And he said, I do. He said, I helped make it. I worked for Porsche at the time. Ah. And uh, he said the day it was made. And then he pointed over the roundabout to work too. And he yeah. said, uh, the day it was made, we had a big party in yeah. there that night. And he had such warm memories about the car. But that kind of, to me, underlined how important that car was to the employees. Not, yeah. not yeah, just yeah, us. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a marketing thing. And it is cool for us. I think that there's a million of our cars, all with different expressions of them around the planet. But it means a lot to the staff, the employees yeah. as well, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah video. Nice, nice to meet him. It was brilliant, yeah, to be well, fair. That's you know, cool, isn't it? Brilliant, cool. Absolutely brilliant. I said to him, you know, thank you very much, basically, for making such a splendid car. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, video on it soon. But that was a, a real honour. So thanks to the guys yeah. in the museum. For Any that. inspiration cool. for uh, Little Irish? Interior-wise? I think, you? yeah. Carbon no, Nice wood steering wheel yeah, I'd like to see on there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not go that far. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Hound, is it Houndstooth or is it Pepita? As we, the discussion we were having with 
Pavel last oh, week. Yeah. Right, okay. I, th- I I did. I liked the houndstooth that was in in the millionth. It um, was very much that traditional kind of print, if you like. Yeah. But I would like to do. I would like to do something with my car. But I think more in line with the club coupe that Jerry Seinfeld's bought. Yeah. So the pattern is slightly larger. And it's rather than black and white, which I think is a bit too contrasty for my car. Yeah. It's like a, um, a gray and a, might be a blue or a dark, a light gray and a dark gray mainly. Yeah. So it's just yeah. a little yeah. bit more subtle, I think, you know. Mm. Well, I think you can use the new Carbone discount code to get some of that. I, yeah, I think so, some. yeah. yeah. I pa- bet he's got some. He'll know all about that. Pavel's going to be on speed dial, I think. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 very much so, very much so. Just looking at the wheels on the car, they look similar to, to the design that Owen has on his Carmine 9 and 1.2. But his are, his are the sort of two two colour. He's got the black spokes on yeah. his, but it's a similar design. It's a good-looking car. And it's and it's a manual as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. manual seven-speed. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to be honest, I'd kind of forgotten just how good those cars sound. Um, yeah. Following, so we, we had two 991.2s on the trip. We had Andy Bowers in his C4 GTS, which... Yeah. I think is just the ultimate all rounder, you know, it, that will do everything. The, the shop, the road trip through Europe, it will do a track day and hold its own. Uh, you've got comfort style, luxury sportiness. That that's a fantastic car. You know, he he did know that. Uh, I, I, I told him, I did say that Owen for me probably had, it was my favorite car on the trip from our contingent Mm -hmm. because again, it sounds excellent, but he, his car is in Carmine Red, and and usually that's that's kind of reserved for a GTS, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a GTS color, Carmine Red, and so therefore yeah. on a on a wide body. But in his car, being a, a C2S, a bit like the millionth, it was narrow body, and I, I just I'd never seen a Carmine Red car on a narrow body, and I thought it looked absolutely sensational. He had the sunroof as well, so it was like a black roof. And there was one stage we were following him, I think on the Sunday, uh, through these French villages. And the way the sunroof was peeled back, but the sun itself was hitting the slender hips of that car, I just thought, what an absolutely beautiful thing that is. And again, we are saying earlier on, the 997.2 has aged well. I think the 991.2 has aged beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. yeah lovely. The, the, more, the more I have to look at a 992, I think the more beautiful a 991.2 gets. Mm-hmm. You know, with the 3D lights, I think it's that, you know, you can tell it's a new car. For me, the 991.1... Yeah. It looks a little bit older now, such as where we're getting down the line. But the 991.2, to me, still looks absolutely box fresh. Um, yeah. And, it, and that, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I agree that Owens is a particularly good looking one. I think, yes, as you say, the colour looks great. I think because it has the pano roof, which is black, the finish of the wheels, mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of works nicely together because it's got the black spokes with the silver edging and rim. Yeah. It's a great looking car, Owens yeah. car. Yeah, it's and, lovely. And they sound so good as well. That was the point I was going to make. So, uh, yes, they're that turbocharged first uh, generation of the 982 flat six engine. But as we've said before, it's a fantastic engine. It's still almost got the character of a naturally aspirated car. It's, it's, a, it's a peaky engine, you know, um, fairly high red line. But the sound as well, it's got a really like wonderful flat six resonance, particularly in sport mode. Um, it's pre gasoline particulate filter. Yeah. So none yeah. of it is stifled in a way those early nine nine twos are, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a yeah. really good, good sounding car that. 
That did come in at the end of 991.2 production, didn't it? Is it for model year 18? 18. So, that, yeah, the so last... you need a 16 or 17 yeah. 991.2 and then you're in business. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, honest to God, like, of all those cars on, on the trip, every single one was kind of perfect for that trip in its own way. The only one I thought I had reservations about would be the 928 in being a, a 1,500 kilo Grand Tourer, really, yeah. you know, V8 rather than a... Um, a 911 but Mike pedaled that like you would not believe and completely changed he's my he's had that quite a few years point of view. he, he has 10, 10 years yeah, yeah and he does you know and, and so again showed that that, that will do it uh, Ed brought along a 40th anniversary which was wonderful to see one actually being driven oh yeah yeah um, <laughs> but it just it, it compounded I should have taken that car myself really but uh, again just following Ed's car just made me fall in love with my own all over again in a weird way yeah, and there, there was a point on the autobahn um we or i was trundling along at about 130 clicks about 80 odd mile an hour isn't it and uh just coasting the car to get it get it to porsche platz and i'd seen in the rear view mirror there's this car coming up silver bullet and i thought i better get out of the way of that so I pulled over and honestly i thought it was a 996 turbo at the way that car was moving it had a shift on and then i've pulled over this car's gone past and it was ed in, in, in the huh. anniversary and, and we were talking uh, I think the first night his car with a power kit's 345 horsepower my gem one is 300 so on paper it's only 45 horsepower yeah. difference but actually on in the real world it's quite something it's and the way that power is delivered between yeah. you know between sort of uh, three and a half to five and a half thousand rpm that anniversary just gets such a wriggle on you know yeah and of course in percentage terms there's an increase that's quite a lot massive yeah, really yeah, but yeah, but yeah. again just in the way that power is delivered you know it was it was quite shocking to see that being driven so so quickly it was awesome but like dom um a shout out to dom he'd recently bought a, a 981 boxster from uh, harbour cars that really was the first proper miles he'd done in the car so as the road trip's going on he's getting to know his new car yeah, more yeah. and more so that was great he loved that had a chance to put the roof down of course due to the good weather and john emery as well big shout out to john so he brought along a guards red 997.1 c2s had done 15 miles in three years prior to the trip <laughs> uh due to some we'll call it logistical issues <laughs> <laughs> lee told me about this earlier I, i'm Dying to spill it, but go I should No, no, no. Okay. I can't. No, okay. No. Well, John, to John, to spill John you, you, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. John, you, you are absolutely our hero for that. You are absolutely <laughs> what, our that, hero. The logistical issues. The logistical issues yeah. that, in, yeah, involve um, a I marriage, think, really. I think <laughs> maybe he needs to bring that up on the Driven Not Hidden yes. Collective WhatsApp group. Uh, yes. Great. I think shout. we should pressure him Fill on there. But He's got a bit of privacy then. It's not in, in the full in the full public, public domain. domain. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's a great idea. But yeah, that way we can understand what's gone on there while keeping John married, which is <laughs> crucial. But yeah, so th this he'd done 15 miles in this car in three years and then took it for 1500 mile blast through Europe with Simon. So again, you know, kudos, Driven Not Hidden all the way, you know. In the end. In the end, yeah. In end. And, and also, I have to say, a big shout out to Guy. Uh, go Live Guy, as he's now known. Uh, <laughs> go Live for, for Guy. His propensity to go live on the gram. But he provided easily the most wholesome part of the entire road trip. So we're on Porsche Platz. And uh, forgive me, I don't know quite the whole story. He got chatting to some chap. Might have used to work at Porsche or something. Or his granddad did, maybe had a little boy with him and before you knew it the the boy was sitting in guy's gt3 and and was revving the car guy was you know imploring him rev the car you know rev it rev it rev it so this guy sitting in this rothman's livery gt3 revving this 
highly beautiful car on Porsche Platz. And then Guy gave him his cap afterwards as well, his yeah. Porsche cap. And, and that right there, you know, on, <laughs> the on the wrong day, that could make a grown man cry, that scenario, you know. And, and that right there is where dreams start, as yeah, far as I'm concerned, you know. Dreams. So you have an absolute heart of gold, mate. So big, big uh, kudos to you for that. Nice. So, yeah, that was the trip anyway. Nice. So we're going to play um, all of their little clips at the end of this episode. So yes. That, yeah, if you get bored... You don't need to listen to them all, but I think everybody will in the end. There's I honestly, I, I implore you to listen to every single one because it's everyone's. Is it a bit of a loving, or is it? Is it? All uh, no, 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 no. Well, no, I've asked for right. like best moment and funniest moment. Oh, cool, so cool. there's there's a lot of yeah. funnies in there, and it's just like their own perspective. There are lots of little bits and pieces happening, maybe like away from the main storyline, if you like. You know, yeah, yeah. their own version of what they'd seen. So it's definitely worth listening to that. Nice. But yeah. A real pleasure to have everybody along Good. for that. Good. Sounds like that might become an annual uh, trip. Well, Such a success. It's, it's, it's worth saying now then. So we, we've uh, I said at the start we've got three road trips for this year. We may well do four next year. Again, we're not a road trip company, but if there's appetite for it, I don't see why not. So uh, we are going to do Wales again in the springtime. I think that's a really good warm-up. Awesome. You know, yeah, even even with 20 mile an hour limits, I'm sure it'll still be. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that we, doesn't cover the all the Wales. So. No, no, definitely not. So we will do Wales. Uh, we're going to go to Ireland as well, because the roads in Ireland are spectacular. They're not particularly well known, mainly because people don't want to get there. Right. Yeah. It's a four hour crossing on a ferry. It's choppy waters across the Irish Sea as well. Um, but the rewards are there to be seen once you arrive um, on the on the Emerald Isle. So we will be going over to Ireland next year as well. Um, we are going to go back to Norway. Not something I'd planned, but in speaking to Thomas, the Porsche hunter who we've had on the podcast and to Ola as well, who runs Porsche Club Sunmore, They have invited us back. They've got a new special guest next year. There's a couple of options which I'll discuss with the Driven Not Hidden Collective on WhatsApp. A couple of options what we can do. We can either f- drive there with our cars or fly in and borrow some. Mm. So you know, we'll, we'll see. So, so Norway will happen again next One year. So if another. you missed yeah. out last year, it's very much on the cards. And then, yeah, Max, you know, you raised a good point about heading over to the Alps and, and having a look at uh, FAT. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I'd like to go there. There's definitely some... Um, simmering interest in that place from the from the collective i think so you know and even 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 before that was open you know the gross glockner is is Mm. i think it's the highest driving road in europe isn't it but like again like real porsche history to that road you know being the test stuff around that area as well yes yeah Yeah. exactly that yeah you could do that little um trip down to gmund that's not the gmund museum it's cool little museum it's quite a definitely amazing roads around there it's good definitely good destination with great roads i'd really like to do that Actually, yeah. I really would. Austria yeah. is amazing. Just yeah. it's probably my favourite country. We'll be following Europe. you then, Andy. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that that's what we've got. So, you, yeah, you heard it here first. And and as as we know by now, as is custom, the places get offered to the DNHC first. If there's any spaces left over, it gets offered to the public. But to be honest, the last two we've we've not been able to do it. So, um, yeah, mm. sign up, get I've involved. Got, I've got some ideas for that one. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited Could include a bit already. of Slovenia as well. Okay. And then Stuttgart on the way back. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. So we need to talk about a 964 that's water-cooled. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shall we make this works only? I don't this, mind this doing segment? that at all. Yep. I don't want to pee anybody off. 
But yeah, let's let's do some special something special for the As work a, segment. Yes, we said we'd do a, a, a podcast for for our works guys at least once a month. Yeah, yeah. and we've been so I know we've got a video coming out on this. Yes, but let's do a little special okay. just works only. Let's so do it. stop. Right back, we are back. We are back. We are back. <laughs> Whew, knackered after that chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knackered. Yeah, yeah. All works drivers cool. enjoy. Sorry to everybody else that uh, yeah, it's restricted. But you know the score. You do know the score. So we want to just dive into because it's an interesting time in the marketplace currently. There's you know you can't avoid it with a lot of nine nine twos all of a sudden appearing. I don't quite remember the numbers, but someone was telling me it might be. 200 992 turbos over 100 992 gt3s for sale on auto trader at the moment uh don't hold me to those numbers but it's what somebody's told me so yeah i don't know things are things are changing yeah definitely it is it is an interesting time i guess there was only so long that the can could be kicked down the road a little bit with yeah. with, with the, the the cost of living and everything else yeah. i don't know you know it's, it's all pure speculation but things yeah. it's an interesting time in the marketplace normality there, is there, returning there are a i would lot say of things there are a lot of things that are more important than buying cars that are having an effect on people's ability to buy cars yes. at the moment there's no doubt about it yeah and yeah. uh yeah that's going to affect certain areas of the market more than others perhaps but uh, there's no doubt that we're seeing the impact of that yeah, right, right now, without a doubt. Uh, with yeah. that in mind, so we're going to have um, an evening. We're going to kind of treat it as a bit of a, a early Christmas gathering for Nineworks members and the DNHC, but we're going to have an evening over at RPM Technic. It's going to be Thursday, the 30th of November. More details to follow. But we're going to get a couple of guys from the industry. So I'm hoping Henry from Lakeside Classics is going to come along. I'm hoping Jonathan Franklin is going to come along as well and we will have a really like nice because we'll record a podcast there and and attendees can ask the the specialists some questions but that's going to be a fascinating conversation around the marketplace going into 2024 and and what the dealers make of it really I, i think it was about a year ago i did a video with greg at rpm looking at the marketplace and it you know it was surprisingly it was going quite well at the time and greg said then look you know come back when it's not going so well we'll we'll talk about it so it, it'll make for an interesting conversation so we, we will look at that down the line because yeah the marketplace developments are interesting i've but- just had a quick scoot on auto trader and this is really surprising to me so there's yeah over 200 uh it's 204 turbos that's mental 992 turbos on auto trader yeah but guess what the the how many turbos versus turbo s's what would you think I couldn't guess. I couldn't. What do you think, Max? Which What do you reckon? Like normal turbos, oh, how many of those? Oh, and then how many turbo S's? 992 of, only. Of that 204? Yeah. I reckon uh, three quarters of them are S's. Oh, you are pretty on it there. It's not bad. 169 are turbo S's, 35 are turbos. So a turbo S is now, you know, the popular turbo. Yeah. Where yeah. you think... I mean, you think of a 993 Turbo S. You yeah, think, yeah. How many of those are there versus the normal turbos? That would be in a new stratosphere compared to a turbo yeah. price-wise for the 993, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the Turbo S, as we know for a long time, has been a turbo upsell now rather than like um, yeah, an end-of-line yeah. special edition. Yeah. yeah, and actually with the 992, you'll remember, they brought Porsche brought out the Turbo S first. Oh, I think did, the turbo actually, yes. didn't arrive yeah, for another yeah. year. But the, yeah, mm. I mean, 
you, you can see why a lot of people went for the S, can't you? Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's a lot of cars. It's a lot of cars. It is. It is. Yeah. Buyers, yeah. buyers market, folks, buyers market. But anyway, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to shy away from that. So we're going to look at something that we think is a little bit more uh, real world rather than which paint sample color would you choose for your 992 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, there's plenty of options at the moment. But we're heading into the winter in the UK, in the northern hemisphere as we are. So looking at the Nineworks marketplace, and there's plenty of choice on there currently, we wanted to select a good daily driver for that. So I don't think we'd particularly want to use any of our cars over winter as currently. So gents, is there anything on there that tickles your fancy for a good daily drive in Porsche? <laughs> well, I've had a good look through and I've got, I'm going for something a bit, I, don't, I wouldn't say odd, but probably something that you wouldn't pick as a daily driver winter car. Um, I'm actually going to go, where is it? I've lost it. There it is. So a, 997.2 GTS Cabriolet. Oh, all right. Okay. I thought, you know, I'm thinking, I'm not thinking dirty winter. I'm thinking, I'm thinking bright, sunny days and I want to get, yeah, yeah. get the roof down. And I thought that would look, that would actually be really nice. Yeah. To smoke yeah, around enough. in winter. And then what, and the other thing that I'm thinking here is, you know, I'm smoking around in winter, give it a good clean in the spring and sell it for more. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going for some economics here, I guess okay. you'd call it. Not just uh, what 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 four-wheel drive do I need for winter? You, you better make sure it's full of those rice bags. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. So it's, so it's not all, all misted up when you get in it. <laughs> But you're absolutely right though, with a you know, with a heated seat on and a hat and the yeah. top down on a you know, I'm looking forward to some of that kind of motoring, you know, over this you know, these coming months in yeah. my drop top. But yeah, yeah, I can see exactly where you're going from with that. So yeah, I've 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 hit it from a different angle. I'm going I'm going for a convertible for for winter motoring, but the big thing that I'm thinking about is economics here, is that I'm bought it while it's cheap now. And then I'm going to sell it in the spring. I'm going to give it a clean up and sell it in the spring for more money. I have to say, that logic has absolutely astounded <laughs> me. I can't fault it. That's it's absolutely brilliant, a banging yeah. idea. Yeah. That is a banging yeah. idea. And I'm looking for sunny Sunday, crisp winter drives in my Cabriolet, full heater on, heats, heated seats. There I am. That's me. That is Done. a banging idea. I think you've just won the game, to Thanks, be honest yeah. with you. That's a great Pot over. Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, who's next? Cover. Max, have you got one teed up? Shall I go? Yeah, yeah, I've got one. I've got one. Uh, you won't be surprised here. I've, I've gone for something eminently sensible, as you can imagine, from me when it comes to actually paying out the shekels. So uh, what I did was I used the uh, the search engine on the marketplace. And first of all, I went for something water-cooled. Yeah. Because uh, I want something quite modern. Um, I actually went for rear wheel drive because i'm going to put winter tires on it so it doesn't need to be four wheel drive okay, cool so i i ran my 997 on sort of zeros uh over a few winters and it was amazing um and i and i've gone for a fixed head andy because i've uh after my recent um moisture issues with yeah. the boxster i've yeah. gone fixed head so what i found actually and then i, I sort of overthought it even more <laughs> i i decided that i didn't want something with center locks on it <laughs> no, that's good cool because 
I'm going to have to go to my local place to get the winters put on. And then over the winter, with the roads being so terrible, I'm probably going to get a puncture. So those wheels are going to be coming uh, on and off. And I also wanted something, although a coupe, I wanted a pano roof for the same reason that you're saying, Andy, on those lovely sunny wintry days, I want to get a bit of light flooding in there yeah. to help with my seasonal affective disorder. Um, <laughs> and I you really have that, thought this one through, haven't you? <laughs> I thought maybe I'd try and get something in a nice bright colour as well. So when I stick it in the boonies and I need to be recovered, I'll be easily spotted. <laughs> so, so all of those things, all of those things have directed me to to my old friend Henry up at Lakeside Classics. And he has got a Guards Red 992 C2S with a pano roof. It's got sports exhaust and heated seats and all, you know, things that are going to make that a really lovely car to be in on cold winter days but it's got pano roof it's bright red uh, i'm gonna put winters on it i'm gonna be smoking around in that having a great time all winter nice nice yeah okay it's yeah it's got all the toys that one very sensible i'd say very sensible very sensible compared to my cabriolet yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where are you going then lee uh so i'm going i'm going with a car that actually i could see i think is the most exquisite daily driver. I've actually driven this very car, um, but I could see maybe, I don't know, there might be a bit of man maths in there in the same way as Andy, but I could see, I could see me keeping it actually in the long run. But certainly if not, if you used it for winter, I think you could probably sell it for give or take similar sort of money. So it's um, 996 Turbo S Paragon. have got it at the moment. Um, It's in GT Silver. Now this did belong to uh, our pal Nigel. Oh, Yes. So I looked after it for a couple of days. La- uh, no, this winter actually, back in back in January, and um, that is a good car. It's, it's the most exquisite daily driver, I think. Um, None I mean, actual good car, isn't it? It's so oh, good, it's that car. it's that immaculate. Is proper Paragon. Yes, they probably haven't is. had to do anything to that. No, it is it is immaculate that car, and it's got like in typical kind of turbo S fashion, leather everywhere, even like the. Um, the door sills where you can put like the umbrella, all of that trim. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's got it's Ooh, lovely. That that particular car has got leather in places I've never seen on another nine nine six. It's everywhere. It's a lovely place to be. It doesn't creak or rattle or anything like a you know a nine nine six has a tendency to. It's got ceramics. So it's got excellent stoppers on for all temperatures. Four wheel drive, of course, as well. Um, it is manual. It's got loads of carbon inside. Bose as well. So I've mentioned it's a lovely place to be. The performance on that thing is ludicrous. It's still ridiculously fast, even by today's standards, even though it's 20 years old. 62,000 miles on the clock. So I think if I smash 5K on that over winter, wouldn't really matter. Yeah. I guess the only thing it lacks is um, for a daily driver, I think you'd want some form of in- infotainment. So I would stick a PCCM Plus module in there, which I think would yeah. a- add to it. Add to the value, a-, yeah. a Turbo S 996 is rare but not so rare as you've got to leave it completely standard. So I think if you if you put PCM in there, PCCM plus, you um, can use it for maps and Spotify. You know you can listen to us in there, <laughs> uh, but you know you, you you could use that and it and it wouldn't detract from the value of that car at all. I think it's forward. almost not a mod because it's 
an OEM. Sort agreed. Of, I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. I don't think. It, yeah. yeah. Agreed. I think that's. Yeah. I, I, I think that's money well spent. Yes. Agreed. I, I completely agree with that. And um, so yeah, I just think, and, and also as well, because I'm not the greatest fan of silver cars, even though I own one. But like GT Silver. So yeah, look, if if it's a daily and it gets the odd scratch or two, a I think it will hide it quite well. But also, I wouldn't be too bothered about it if it picked up a little uh, little car park blemish along the way. Um, although that car is is so nice, I'd probably end up still parking it over the other side of the car park anyway. But yeah, just a, a fantastic car that. Whoever buys that car next, you are in for a treat, my friend, because that is honestly the most exquisite car. And actually, when back in January when I had it for a couple of days, I gave it to Kyle Fortune. He did a feature on it for Total 911. And that they were pretty much his words, you know, what an unbelievable daily driver that would be. So I don't yeah. think don't Lovely. think it's just a, a, a winter proposition, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Grand. Lovely. Okay, well look three. as as usual with us here, there's three real different approaches to that yeah. question. So I love it. That's why I that's why I love doing this podcast with you two. It's it's worth pointing out all of the cars you can take a look at them at nineworks.co.uk. They're all warranted and they all come from reputable dealers as well. And there's you can get finance quotes on there uh through rare car finance and even independent inspections are available as well to give you peace of mind. So go and check it out. Nice. Just nice. thinking back to your experience in the millionth nine eleven, I notice, and I've mentioned this before as gem of the week, so I won't labor it too much but i see that henry has still got that um white uh 991.2 carrera manual yeah um, which yeah. has got the rs spider wheels in silver it's just bloody lovely yeah really really lovely i yeah it's 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 got the sports seats it's got a sunroof it's, it's it's a proper bit of me that is i reckon that'd be a lovely car yeah we've said before as well like, I'm, I'm of the opinion anyway that the 991.2 carrera it's the it's all the 911 you need. It's the first time where you, you could not spec anything on it, really. You know, whereas I think the base Carrera 991.1 and before, you need a few choice options just to mm. like, just to pep it up a little bit. But but that yeah. straight out of the box is a phenomenal car that, again, will do everything. Will do everything yeah. you need from a car that you're likely to be using for, you know, 80% of the week, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Henry's got that for 69 and a half grand and... Uh... If I was in a position, I'd, I'd certainly have been to have a look at it. Yeah. Without a doubt. I really like it. Yeah. They are. They're, nice they're, nice they are. monochrome one there for you, Max. Yeah. And also, you know. <laughs> yeah, nice and boring, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you plot that next to a 992, you know, and we talk about, or we did a few years back, about 991s being big cars. You 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 plop a little narrow-bodied C2 991 next to a 992. The, the, the difference, like, across the axle, again, as I've said yeah. before, particularly the front axle is mm-hmm. astounding. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's how to make a 991 look small anyways, plop it next to a 992. <laughs> <laughs> so, cracking. All right, then. So, before we finish up, I think we've got some admin to take care of. Yeah, a couple of bits. Um, I've got a collective update. I'll go dive straight in. Uh, Lloyd Glasgow. He's he's missing. He's not missing in action. He's just uh, ah, okay. He sent he sent me an email to say that he's away on holiday at the moment, but he will get back to me this week. Is he is he Lloyd from Glasgow? No, no, I think right, he is okay. Lloyd Glasgow. He's yeah, Lloyd Glasgow. I was, yeah, I wasn't. I was trying to get hold of him. Right, uh, Greg May, who's a works driver, joins us from East Sussex. He's uh, Porscheless at the moment. But his wife has a l- rather nice 928 S4. Very cool. Very uh, cool. He's had several 
Porsches over the year, including a 994 Turbo, 3.2 Carrera Coupe and a 2.7 S Coupe. Um, all, re- all sold, but um, looking to probably get back into a 996 CT Coupe as his uh, desire. So if you've got one for sale, maybe uh, maybe give Greg a Greg, a shout. Yeah, nice one, Greg. Welcome to Collective. Looking forward to you strapping on the buying boots, good sir. <laughs> the buying boots, I love that. Uh, always makes me chuckle when they, when they get mentioned. <laughs> phenomenal. I think, think a t-shirt is necessary. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, next up is uh, Darren Townsend, who is a privateer and joins us from Hamble on the south coast. Uh, big, long, long talk here for from Darren. Thank you, Darren. I know your inside leg measurement. Um, he knows a few, th- I think Nick Jeffrey introduced him. Uh, he was talking about the, the nine works trip with the great enthusiasm. To oh, Darren. Amazing. Um, and that was the final catalyst for him to sign up. Superb Darren. Welcome aboard. Yeah. For his first nine eleven. sorry, his first Porsche was another 928 uh, S 1981, uh, which I think he had way back when he was in his 20s in 1996. Ooh. I think that's what he said. Um, lots of <laughs> interesting talk in his little chat there about um, bringing bits of suspension kit back from the US in his uh, hand luggage. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a man after your own heart, Andy. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so also uh, talk about about what has he got now oh he's uh, got an aero kit 996c2 so he was one of the guys that was in the lineup at um the legends show that was oh, at, Andre's uh, event, yeah. Yeah, this that week, yeah. looked great by the way congrats to andre on that yeah great yeah. great little setup he had going on there and yeah his was one of the i think there was nine 996 yeah, right. cars uh, lots of pictures Super. On, on the gram from that they Super. look excellent just uh, a, a note on that if he um he mentions nick jeffrey and and the road trip what what i would say to you there is if you are on a road trip don't follow nick because on our road trip just gone <laughs> on day two we walked outside of our lunch stop walking back to the cars Nick stepped in uh, doggy doo doo, <laughs> and things things all started unraveling from that point. Oh so it's all Nick's fault, basically. <laughs> <laughs> won't, won't have it any other way. So <laughs> doggy doo doo, brilliant. Ah <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's our update from this week. Amazing. Yeah, Darren. In, in all seriousness, yeah, welcome aboard. It's great to have you. Yeah, welcome. Good. Uh, any more admin? Yeah, we just want to say on merch. So for yep. the for the DNHC. It is. It is coming. It's. It's imminent. Yeah. I think. Very. Very imminent. Very. Yeah. Very I'll, uh, imminent. I'll put out a thing on the, on the WhatsApp group in the next uh, day or so. Probably Amazing. before this comes out on the pod. Actually. Okay. Grandiose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if yeah. you've missed so, yeah. WhatsApp on that, all, that will be sorted. The, so. the drop is coming. Yeah. With some more ideas for some other stuff oh, we've got as well. Of ideas, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And we'll make sure that boots. it happens quickly as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> the buying boots t-shirt. Yeah. Got that's, to it's got to happen. Got to happen. I love that. Good. Um, there was something else, wasn't there? 993 event. Do we want to go through that? Yes, I do. Just very quickly want to say a very happy hashtag driven, not hidden to John Wallace because he posted up on the group the other day. His 996 is about to rumble over the hallowed 100,000 mile mark. What a relief. And I think that should be celebrated. So yeah. in, in, in feeding into our mantra, driven, not hidden. So happy driven, not hidden to John. Woo-hoo! for about to hit that milestone. And honestly, mate, and this is to anybody else that's listening, 
when you're in those 90s, they're the worst miles yeah. for your ownership. <laughs> they are, without a doubt. You know, you're hating it. You Just don't want to get to that 100,000 miles. But once you bash through it and you get into six figures you're basically your mind resets and yeah, you start all over again zero. and you just you're happy at that point to pile the miles or the kilometers on yeah so yeah. um yeah keep on trucking absolutely at that point but i think that's why we should celebrate on this podcast hitting 100k even even if you buy a car and it's on 99 i still think that should be celebrated because you're the the soul that has got to go through that mental trauma <laughs> of hitting six <laughs> figures so you know if if you are going to hit that whatsapp us or instagram us or drop us an email hello at nineworks.co.uk and, and we will celebrate it yeah nice i like that good so anyway on to the 993 night yeah so that will be coming up really quickly actually won't it when yes. this pod, pod goes out on yes. monday but we will need your help yeah so yeah final call out really if it you know if anybody's out there with a 993 and want to be involved do shout Yes, so it's Thursday the 2nd of November. There's an evening where we're celebrating 30 years of 993 at Porsche Bournemouth. We're flying in Tony Hatter for the occasion, the legendary designer of that last air called 911. And what we're doing is we're organising a bit of a surprise for Tony. He does, does he listen to the podcast? Uh, he may well do, I don't know. Yeah, do, you never know who, surprise who listens to this. Yeah, so we, we, won't, we won't mention the full thing, but what, what we will say is if you own a 993 and you are available during the day of Thursday the 2nd. The evening would be great too, of course. But if you are free during the day, please get in contact because we'd like you to take part in something very considered and very special. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So I think that's kind of it, really. We've let a lot of cats out of the bag today. We've mentioned 2024 road trips, the Nineworks early Christmassy-ish do at RPM Technic. Yeah. More info on that. The 993 nights coming up. Merch, there's more incoming. I do. Oh, and, and all the, the discounts as well. We've yeah, mentioned yeah. We've mentioned those. So there's, we've been working hard to get more of those because I think they're really good for, obviously, the members, but also yeah, the companies as well. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Grand. Good. All right. Yeah, there's been a lot there. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening, as always. I'm sure we'll see you next week for more Porsche chat. Indeed. See you later. See you next week. Whoa, hold it there. Let's play those clips. Come in now. Evening all. Guy here. 997.2 GT3 with the nasty stickers. Reflecting on the weekend. So not my first time to Porsche Platz, but definitely the most memorable. Um, I think my best moment was probably the D996. Uh, just absolutely jaw-dropping drive. Um, probably as good as the B500, I think. And it was just brilliant. You know, I was up front for a while and then I was looking in my mirrors and we were just thrashing down. It was great. Um, my funniest moment, which probably not a lot of you saw, as we left the museum, we got caught with the lights on the roundabout there. And we were sort of sitting there for quite a while. And I was at the front of the queue and there was Bowers and uh, Nick next to me. So as we came around the, the off the roundabout, the factory workers at Porsche were standing behind a fence with all their Porsche logo T-shirts having a fag. And they whistled really, really loudly. And I looked across and they gave the universal sign for give it some beans. And 
as I squirted up the hill and let the shark works properly let rip, I just heard this massive cheer off the Porsche boys. So it was really nice to see them appreciate, you know, a 2009 911. It was really good fun. It made me smile. Anyway, looking forward to the next one. Hey everyone, Steve here. White 991.2 GT3. Uh, just reflecting on the road trip. And honestly, I could have recorded 100 of these and each time named a different best or funniest moment. So many to choose from. I think ultimately, like others, the trip was made by the people. What an absolutely great bunch. Um, all amazing and legends, one and all. Best moment for me could have been oh, all sorts. Pulling into Reims at sunset getting some amazing shots and then being booted off again just as quickly by the police, uh, having Tony had to join us for dinner, driving the D996, by far the best road I've ever taken the GT3 down and just stunning to watch the 15 cars snake around the um, the curbs and, uh, and, and hairpins. Yeah, amazing. Um, a good one for me would be sitting... Uh, sipping a coffee in Porsche Platz and watching the visitors to the museum enjoy the enjoy our cars out the front. But but I think I've settled on on watching Guy ask Geese uh, show a young lad around his GT3, letting him sit in it, start it up, and rev the engine. That one act of kindness pretty sums up what it's all about, doesn't it? Uh, fair play, fair play, Guy. You're a you're an absolute legend. Funniest moment? Oh, again, too too many. Um, Highlights for me have to be Nick recounting the story of how uh, we just we were just leaving one of the petrol stops and he stood in a dog nasty and had to deal with that whilst we all peeled off at pace. And uh, and, and Andy giving it the full excuse to the Italian guy in his McCann mere minutes after entering France. Absolutely priceless and, and certainly set the tone for the trip perfectly. Um, yeah, that's me. Finally, a quick shout out to John, my co-pilot for the trip. It was great sharing the experience together and the banter in the car was excellent as ever. So, yeah, cheers all. Hi, Lee and gang. It's uh, Mark and Jack here. Uh, we, of course, travelled with you all in our 2011 997.2 GTS. Uh, now that we've had a few days back at home to reflect upon our 1,500-mile round trip, so whilst we've done a few European road trips, this was the car's first opportunity to return to its birthplace and the experience exceeded everything that we'd anticipated. There are just so many best moments to choose from. With the cars all lined up in front of the old pits and grandstands at Reims with Lee timing our arrival somehow just as the sun was setting behind the pits, truly memorable. And of course, driving the fabulous D996 and learning more about my little car's handling abilities and meeting Tony Hatter and getting him to watch him drive off in his own 993. And of course, most importantly, the new friendships of you all from the trip. You lot are just top people. Thank you. And for me, the fantastic opportunity we had to take our cars home and park them up on Porsche Platz. Really fantastic. Uh, the sound of a group of flat sixes and, of course, that brilliant V8 howling through the Black Forests. Truly memorable. But for me, the best moment of the trip was the chance to share these few days and, of course, experiences with Jack. And when I'm past it and hung up my driving boots, probably next week, I'll have such lovely memories to reflect upon with him. And here's Jack with his best moment. 
I just want to say thank you for Lee for giving me the chance to drive. Okay, steer and break Little Irish through the streets of Mullhouse late at night. It really was fantastic, and I'm so pleased that the car started and behaved from then on. I must have I must have been the magic touch that was required. And of course, the funniest moment for us, uh, again, pretty tricky, but the laughter began, of course, at the very first petrol station in Calais when Andy attempted to develop some Anglo-Irish, uh, Anglo how about Anglo-Italian relations? Excusey, excusey. And when that didn't work, just a, a brisk move your car. Our Italian friend did move his car and, of course, then tried to cuddle up next to Patrick's 996. But for me, the funniest moment of the trip, and one that I'll always remember, was having enjoyed a few runs past the Reims Circuit grandstand, the two gendarmes that suddenly arrived to move us all on. It generated, for me, a scene from Benny Hill as drivers sprinted, OK, walked swiftly back to our cars to make a real speedy exit. Brilliant and perfectly timed. So finally, I just want to thank you, Lee, Ali, and of course, all you lovely crew for making it just such a wonderful experience for Jack and me. See you soon. Morning, everyone. Uh, Nick Jeffrey, uh, 2015 A-Gate Grey 991.1 Carrera GTS. And my reflections on another amazing road trip, this time with the Nine Works Driven Not Hidden uh, Collective and our trip to uh, Porsche Platz. Um, so first of all, I thought I'd cover off some of the stats from the trip. So four days, 15 Porsches, 22 people, and in our case, three countries, so France, Switzerland, and Germany, with Switzerland not being planned, 1,344 miles, and a quite unbelievable 33 miles to the gallon from the uh, 430 horsepower 3.8 DFI flat six in the rear of my GTS. Uh, overall reflections, good times with, with great people, great friends, old and new. Um, in fact, a brilliant bunch of people that further evidences what a great community we have as Porsche enthusiasts. Like any road trip, we crammed uh, an absolute ton of stuff into only four days. So as ever with these road trips, it feels as though you're doing far more and that you're away for far longer. And um, that always amazes me every single time I do one of those. I guess my funniest moment was uh, a late 80s uh, bright red, guards red, I think, uh, Porsche 928 showing a, a 997.2 GT3, a very clean pair of hills on the most wonderful twisties around the uh, the D996. So well done to Michael. Um, you, you properly uh, laid down the gauntlet uh, for, uh, for, for the GT3 there in, in your glorious 928. Well done to everyone. Um, just to sum up, Good times, great people, fantastic cars, brilliant trip. Hey everybody, um, Dom here, Black uh, 981 Boxster S. Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this trip since I got back home. In fact, pretty much every moment thinking about the trip and how, how wonderful it was. Um, far too many best moments to, to single out one. Um, I know everyone cited the D996 both the amazing driving, um, but also watching everybody um, spring into action on that dreaded hairpin when Little Irish gave up the ghost and decided it had had enough. Um, that was pretty spectacular. And then the cheer when he got going again, um, simply like unforgettable. Um, a real highlight for me was uh, also watching Guy, and we're live, Valtham, um, outside the Porsche Museum, really creating memories. Um, 
for a for a young boy that's probably a similar age to my son um like steve said sort of let him get in rev the car sit in the car which is the stuff of dreams and then quietly when nobody was watching um actually gave the little boy his own porsche hat um what a beautiful human you are guy um and restored my faith in humanity a little bit if it was uh if it was struggling um also had a pretty spectacular morning getting lost with the one and only mr bowers um totally unplanned um but what a nice morning we had um a real a real chuckle so um too too many great things to list right the way through even to driving in convoy on the way back all the way from stuttgart to calais with my uh my fellow welshman owen and the wonderful ed um li literally epic uh, and effortless the whole few days was effortless despite the challenges and the chuckles and the laughs um epic to be honest with you is the word i'd use to describe it um and uh actually i think being honest i was a little bit apprehensive um actually even toyed with not coming um solo on a european road trip um i thought mm, this could be <laughs> could be uh could be pretty dire but actually I, I couldn't have been more wrong every single person was a legend and i've got so many wonderful memories of that few days so um thank you to you all um amazing time amazing trip um and until next time thanks everyone okay lee i'm gonna give this a go um name is patrick car zenith blue 996 c4 my best memory of that trip, there are loads, but probably the surprising roar of um, a flat six engine as it roared into life and the cheers from 22 people on the D996 when Little Irish burst back into life. What a fantastic feeling that was, absolutely brilliant. The funniest has got to be when we were at Reims, um, the old racetrack and we parked um, alongside the the pits um, of taking photographs and then the police arrived and they forced what can only be described as a slow motion Le Mans start as various, I suppose, Porsche enthusiasts of various ages and abilities ran across the road to get in their cars and drive off um, while the police were ushering us away. Um, uh, and what I really remember is the female police officer in the in the car laughing her head off at at the sight of all these um, various people running for their cars. So uh, yeah, that was uh, definitely the funniest memory. But loads and loads and loads of funny memories from that trip. Um, yeah, there you go, Lee. Cheers, mate. Bye. Paul and Deb here. Nine nine six seal grey C two dot two. After all the driving and fantastic roads we've been on, the scenery and all that everyone's commented about, there's one thing that really stands out for me, and that's the way that everyone took to writing their comments and memories in my, the book I brought along. That really showed me how much respect and integrity ha everyone has for each other. No matter what car you had or what background you, you come from, the respect and encouragement we had for it each for each other is my overwhelming memory. Thank you all. And now I'll pass over to Deb for the funny bit. Yeah, I just wanted to do the funny bit. So just for a bit of background, when we're away, Paul and I play a game called Looky Likey, 
where we get a point for any spot where the partner agrees that that person is a looky-likey, which I got on the last night. I've been saying, with sandy coloured hair and without glasses, Patrick, you were a dead ringer for Seb Vettel, but Paul was having none of it until the steak meal, and then finally you took off your glasses and boom, I got a point. <laughs> the funny bit was breakfast the next morning on the Wednesday. Paul went for a Tony Hattie, Hatter looky-likey, who unbelievably then came and stood in front of our table asking if we knew where Lee was, because obviously it was him. He'd left his phone. He sat down, Paul rang Lee, and he said he popped down. Less than a second later, he appeared like Mr Bean from behind a post. Mr Bean. Mr Ben, not Mr Bean. (laughs) Uh, And just to say, Paul got the point, because obviously it really was Tony Hatter. Thank you all. Bye-bye. See you on the next one. Uh, Owen or Owain, uh, depending on who's saying it. Uh, Carmine Red 991.2 Carrera S. Um, best moment? I mean, it could be pulling up onto Porsche Platz in my own car, uh, fulfilling a dream. Uh, it could be Yuli picking my car as the obvious choice for your favourite. But in re- in reality, the best moments are just you know the friendships and the camaraderie that everybody. Uh, built over what felt like quite a long trip, but actually was only a few short days, really. Um, and just making new friends for life, it felt like. So that's got to be the best moment. Um, funniest moment, again, just so many laughs. I mean, from starting the trip with the uh, the petrol stop um, just outside Calais, um, with uh, Andy and his uh, his Italian friend, um, right through to the end, and you know the, when uh, Nick found out that uh, Dom had a, a pair of Teslas at home and looked like he was about to have a heart attack at the thought of it. But um, yeah, incredible trip, and yeah, can't wait to see you all on the next one. Ed here, fortieth uh, anniversary nine nine six. So for me, there are so many highlights and memorable moments of the trips. To be fair, a bit like everyone else. Um, the one that sticks out the most is probably driving the D996, following uh, Patrick and Nora. What a roads, great scenery. Uh, just, I mean, I definitely got to know my car a lot more. Um, and I feel that after, especially that road, I um, loved my car even more than I did before. Um one of my f- one of the many funny moments that sticks out for me um, was right at the beginning of the trip. Um, literally, I think we'd all sort of grouped up for the, for the first time together at the petrol station in Calais. Was from the uh, scusi scusi from Andy asking the Italian to move his car at the petrol station. Um, I think that set the tone for the rest of the trip and things to come. Um, also, on the last night, dropping someone in. Um, well, telling, also dropping dr- dropping the conversation to Nick that uh, he was sat opposite someone with not one but two Teslas. Um, sorry, anonymous Tesla driver. All in all, um, best uh, about it all was a great group of people and the last we all had um, and seemingly continue to have. Um, here's to the next trip. Hi. It's John Emery with the Guards Red 997.1 Carrera S. Thank you all for giving me an amazing 
opportunity to drive and enjoy my car with like so many like-minded friends on an amazing trip to Porsche Platz. Thank you to Lee for organising it all and facilitating it all. And also to Ali for coming along and taking all the pictures, which we very much look forward to seeing once they've all been produced. What I've really enjoyed post-trip is seeing everybody's comments, um, being post all the posts on Instagram and the tagging and reliving all these memories um, you know, several days after we've got back, which has been absolutely fantastic. Highlights of the actual trip itself. Um, getting to meet quite a few people that I've chatted to on Instagram, but never actually met in person. Um, Andy Bowers, Guy, Nick. Really, really uh, love watching Guy with the young lad on the Porsche Platz with the, with uh, his GT3, allowing him to sit in it, rev the engine. That little boy was made up. His life has been ruined now forever. He's going to be a Porsche enthusiast through and through. Giving him his hat even. I mean, it's, it's just beyond generous. And as other people have said, it makes you restore your faith in humanity. The memory of listening to Steve's 997.1 GT3, the black one that uh, just absolutely adore, the noise that that Metzger made, even though it's just a standard system, it just sounded fantastic. And seeing that car so many times in the mirror, it, uh, we followed it, it followed us. It was, it was a, good, uh, a good driving uh, moment. The D996, I think everybody enjoyed that day. Um, even Lee, in the end, when Little Irish uh, started up again. Um, it was just, just a fantastic road. The weather was brilliant. In fact, the weather all trip was just amazing. We were so, so lucky. Um, really enjoyed that day. And then the, 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 the sunset at Reims, uh, as everybody else has said, was just, was just breathtaking. Uh, second time I've been there this year, but equally as special and totally different. And then the gendarmes turning up as well, and we all just ran across the road. It was just comical. And then they sort of, just as we all get on our cars, um, they just you know, flick the sirens on momentarily, so that um, you know, just to prove their authority. And then we all we all still got in the cars and drove off really quickly, expecting them to go down to the roundabout and uh, turn around and chase after us, but they never did. Nine Works for me is is such a special environment. It's it it's safe. It's it's full of like minded friends, and it gives me a real. Uh, sense of, of of belong and it gives me the opportunity to, to get out and drive my cars where previously they had been hidden and not driven. Just one final moment just to reflect on the relationship that Mark and his son Jack have. I really enjoyed uh, talking to them both, especially to young Jack and also the fact that yeah, the, the, the father-son bond, you know, family is so important and it is something that is often overlooked and it's just good to see. Look forward to catching up with you again and hopefully we can all go on another road trip. Lee is already planning some for 2024 and I hope to see you some of you then. Thanks, guys. Take care.
This episode was brought to you by our very kind Driven Not Hidden Collective. If you would like to join the collective to get further access and rewards within the Nineworks community, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Nineworks. You can also support us by leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app.